Hi there, and welcome to Indie Know, a podcast hosted by me, Lane Northcutt. Each episode, I will interview an indie author or publishing professional and chat about all things related to the author journey, including writing, editing, publishing, marketing, advertising, and so much more. If you're an author or just interested in learning more about writing, then stick around. Each week, my goal is simple, to help you learn a bit more about the craft and the industry. After listening, I hope you'll feel a little bit more Indie Know. Julia Goodwin is a new adult political fantasy writer who writes novels like Game of Thrones, but without the magic and the dragons. She is a stutterer who writes characters with a stutter. When she's not writing, you can find her auditioning for the musical theater industry, reading, or playing Sims. Without further ado, welcome Julia. Hey, Lane. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Tired, as always, but I'm, I'm good. <laughs> good. Yeah, state of exhaustion is pretty much uh, always there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had it since I was 18, and it'll, it'll never go away. <laughs> I think that's, you know, that's something that uh, probably every, every author listening could uh, relate to, and also probably most every adult, actually, at this point. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, but, you know, such is life. Yeah. <laughs> And yet, with all that exhaustion, somehow, uh, you have chosen to be an author. Um, so, <laughs> talking about, you know, exhausting uh, activities um, after working yeah. a long day and, and dealing with life in, in many capacities, you try to go and create life of, uh, of your own on the page. Um, so, can you tell me a little bit about, firstly, like, what got you into writing and, and um, what, are you, what are you working on right now? Yeah, um, I don't know what got me into writing. I have this, like, very, like, I guess you could say it's a core memory of me basically plagiarizing um, Ramona and Beezus in the third grade and, like, doing my own little, it, it was it was plagiarized fanfic. <laughs> and, um, and I submitted it for something for school, I think. No, wrong wrong that's a different story not getting into that one um <laughs> um but uh i just remember me writing it on a construction paper it was like a stabilized like construction paper where my mom or my grandmother like stapled multiple pages into a book and this like plagiarized fanfic and then like nine years old just started just started writing stuff plagiarized stuff fanfic stuff like a Mulan parody of some type and then um i don't think i ever finished that i don't know where that went but um uh, i i kind of got bored of it didn't really know what to do and then 13 i started this really bad story <laughs> i will not tell you about because it makes me cringe to this day um but after that uh, i actually started what i'm working what i'm still working on um it's changed a lot and what that is is um um uh the lost phoenix um which is a story of now now it's a story about um a princess who is raised by the villain um who uh killed her parents and took her throne and um and okay. after she learns what he's done and basically what he raised her to be, basically a mini him, she decides to just 
go rogue <laughs> and just like, I'm done with this. I'm going to go and try to figure out what to do and get my throne back. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's, I mean, it's already starting pretty, uh, pretty hot. Uh, right off the bat, it sounds like Intense, you know, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of tension and a lot of uh, a lot of stakes already um, yeah. at the beginning. Uh, what it, what inspired the the story for the Lost Phoenix? Um, originally, <laughs> originally it it was inspired by three things: uh, period dramas, uh, Game of Thrones, and funny enough, the 2016 presidential election. <laughs> Okay, um, those are very different <laughs> topics that all inspired this time, it sounds like. Yeah, um, I was sick the 2016 election, um, or at least the, the, running up to, up to um, um, the, the 2016 election. For like that whole week, my mom was just watching um, uh, um, MSNBC and sick me just being after like watching like season one of Game of Thrones or, or Tudors, one of those two. It had to have been the Tudors. Um, anyway, yeah, um, my brain was just kind of just like, what if the Obamas were monarchs and Trump took over? Just from that, it was like, okay, I kind of have a base point for what I want. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so what if, okay, the, the Obamas only have one daughter. Cool. But then Trump take, okay, okay. Makes sense. But it it it, 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 it was actually a different version than it is now. It was more like um, a farm girl realizing she's a princess type of thing. But then like after working with that, project for four years um i realized it wasn't working and then um in 2020 when a lot of bull crap happened <laughs> um 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 I, I i was ready to just like like shelve it i didn't know where else to go with it and then um a uh, a a YouTube video on um the Prince of Egypt um sur surfaced on on um my my, my my feed, and they showed um the scene where um uh Mo Mo Moses is at the mural of um the dead uh, um 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 uh, uh, um uh, Hebrew babies that Pharaoh orders to be killed. And Pharaoh comes behind um, Moses and comforts him. And my brain thought, in the middle of working, by the way, <laughs> um, what if Edmund, the, the villain, raised Ramona? And then I had my new book <laughs> that I'm that I'm now okay. editing, that I'm now editing. <laughs> So, so just like one day of watching this on the side of work really just took your book in a totally new direction. New direction. Yeah. Co completely new. <laughs> yeah. Um, how much of your book had you had pretty much um, written before you did this, uh, you know, huge change? All of it. Oh, wow. All okay. It. All of it. I, I, I had been editing for three years straight. <laughs> Because cause I, I, it just wasn't working. I didn't know what else to do with it. But also I knew I, I had other elements that I wanted to include. But I did. But I, I knew I wasn't 
emotion, um, emotionally informatively mature enough <laughs> to dive into it. So I just knew, okay, I'm not going to touch that until I figure it out. And then I, the, and then at that point, like I was stressed out with school, I with work and just trying to figure stuff out. And then 2020 happened, and on the verge of that, of even before that, I was just like. I'm just going to take a break from it. I don't, I don't know what else to do. I'm, I'm done for now. And then while working, I, it, it actually took about, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. D- during, during that, um, I, I had the idea and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're saying like, you know, 2020, I think sparked a, a, a big time for a lot of people. I mean, obviously it was a big time for everybody. Right. Um, but it sounds like everybody I've talked to in the writing, uh, community seems like that was a big year for them in their books and, and in their author career. Um, I mean, I, it was for me as well. Cause my first book yeah. launched in the end of 2020. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Sorry, like, buddy. I, yeah well i know yeah i uh did a book signing at a at a library in my hometown with a mask on and and um with nobody there because i had to go sign the books and then they would like shelve them to like sell after um because yeah. you know it was still it was december of 2020 so we were pretty heavy in at that point yeah yeah uh, um uh, 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 i had uh, uh, i'm a busy I had visited my sister when she lived in California the summer of that year and just everything was closed. I'm just like, I wonder how Christmas is going to be this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I cut out for there, there for a second. Um, you said you visited your sister out there in California in the mm-hmm. summer. Yeah. yeah. Why not? She lived. Um, yeah. I, I I visited my uh, sister when she lived out in in California um, that summer of 2020 and everything was closed. And I just looked around and been like, I wonder how Christmas is going to end up this year. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. <laughs> well, not much different, unfortunately, right? <laughs> no. Um, uh, everybody thought it was going to be a couple of weeks and it turned out to be a, almost a couple of years. So, um, you know, and, and we're finally out of that, uh, that entire shutdown at least, right. There's still, you know, COVID happening, people still getting sick, but, um, do we see those sort of, you know, pivoting back into, uh, your novel, because I'm sure that the world has, you know, as it does for everybody shapes your stories. Right. But have you seen, uh, anything inspire, the world of your setting like from this time like covid on have you have you added things in now because of that or are you avoiding that whole thing or what i'm still adding stuff <laughs> why am i editing <laughs> but um it's more so like the politics of this world right now especially especially like this year um it's mm-hmm. been really eye opening to see blatant corruption just go willy nilly <laughs> And, and it's just, and, and not having that like contextual evidence of why besides human greed, it's, it's, I, I want to go deeper into that. Um, especially because my book is going to be like one of two or three. I haven't decided, um, if it's going to be two or three yet, but I, it's definitely going to be a factor. It definitely is a factor. Um, also, I find that 
um, at least on my side of Instagram, because um, I'm very niche. Um, but um, but I I'm I'm niche with my Instagram. Um, but I'm also like aware of like what blind spots I have. Like I have a lot of uh, white friends. Trying to find black friends is hard. <laughs> trying to find outside um, other um, minorities on Instagram is hard, and um, and just trying to find that. And so, fighting through that, I'm also fighting um, Instagram posts of like, um, just like um, truths that, especially as we um, Americans can um, attest to, we weren't taught about these histories and just um how prevalent they still are <laughs> and like that's mm. that is that's definitely a thing um that has shaped my book of um propaganda and controlled information um and just especially because my my um um my female main character Ramona all she knows is what Edmund is giving her, and and, and it isn't until um her, her governess um takes her out um of the castle and she meets someone outside of her um of her castle bubble, mm-hmm. and he is someone of that of and she and he is someone that um, Ramona was taught to hate, and that is what made me made me wonder okay so how how deep does um taught hatred go and with 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 racism in this world which there is no racism in my in the world i created because i made that a point um but there is um prejudice there is um 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 colonialism there is Mm. a lot of colonialism and yeah just seeing like people fight against powers of of white supremacy and trying to get others involved that has been um a sticking point in my writing of trying to um break down systems while also realizing you are you are a product of it as well yeah and trying to find your way out of it how does um so in looking at the parallels of the of that world in this world, how are you showcasing that like metaphor like are you using specific uh given that it's fantasy, especially like mm-hmm. high fantasy, right? Yeah. Um how are you using like the different races or classes as as like sort of parallels to this world and are you necessarily like attributing people like st- you know people from this world with the specific people in that world or are you kind of like meshing it all into a a, you know a mixing pot sort of thing how does how does that work for you both so it's the way i kind of compartmentalize it in my brain is that i'm doing um that the the dane um colonialism of the europeans in the 1300s but i'm giving it a spin of what if the 
the African-American slaves did a January 6th, <laughs> but more for their own, uh, but for their, but for their, their own freedom. And it might take a minute for you to think that through because it took me a minute to think it through. But um, if that even makes sense, because this is this part is actually pretty new. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to be kept, though, because it's very important. Um, and and what I found was. I didn't have a strong anchor. Um, for prejudice, because there is um, prejudice in my book. And then I, 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 uh, it was just through a scroll of, okay, multiple scrolls of, uh, looking through <laughs> comments sections on, um, on these posts that I saw of like, what if, um, uh, uh, what, what, what if African-Americans did fight back like a group, like in, 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 nationally and things like mm -hmm. that. And I realized that there there may have been, if that had happened, there still would have been groups who were too cowardly to go to to go and actually do it. And then I wondered how they would be perceived by those that have taken over, have um, liberated th themselves. And then I got the idea of they're they're it's going to be a switch of the oppressed were the oppressed are the oppressors, but they don't know that for themselves because they're so gotcha. used to being oppressed so it's just like right. okay yeah yeah so that's a pa parallel i hope that answered your question i just realized i might have gone on like a whole tangent <laughs> oh that's a, that, no that's okay um i mean <laughs> you know this is i mean we just got deeper into your book right which is yeah, the the the, the so. main point and and yeah. you know if, if it's an important part of your of your book and so i think it's a totally totally fine way to go um i I just, it's, it's really interesting to, to think about that too, because it's not like they are, it's not only that that group that, um, was oppressed and then they didn't join the others. It's now that they are doubly like, it's like, it's like, is it worse to be oppressed by the people who you were with once? And now they are the ones doing it to you. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah. or like you, do you realize that like, that's like, you now you're, it's, it's like, who do you. Who do they blame? You know, like who can they be mad at now, except for everybody, except for themselves? Or are they mad at themselves too because they didn't help? Like that, it's just like I feel like that's like so many, so many like questions for them, and then so many layers and so many like um, so many issues for them to like work through. Yeah, uh, and on I, a personal I, level, <laughs> I, I I have a line that I have to actually put back because I had cut it a few um, uh, versions ago, but it was um um. Uh, um, uh, the winners, uh, uh, the 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 victors uh, of history, um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, form the truth, and therefore the victors uh, 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 of history are full of shit, <laughs> and like, like that, that's like. The, it, going back to like um controlling the narrative controlling information like this like all the all the things that i just discussed with you like right like without um the um the um the t t taking over that happened like centuries before the book even starts so like just going okay. going into like 
um, generational trauma of that. (laughs) And then realizing the person that did that is your ancestral grandfather. And so people are expecting you to be, to, to carry on these prejudice traditions, but also people are scared of you because they expect you to carry on these traditional, um, uh, these traditions. So, so they're born into a a group where like they're expected to be prejudiced against the same people as their as their ancestors and to take control and make and, and make sure that it's continued we're gonna get to the weeds i, I don't I, I don't oh yeah you're right yeah yeah yeah, 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 um, so, yeah and, um, and also but, this is like probably big information for like uh the book itself plot wise yeah. and we don't need to like spoil it so um i guess you know what's good about this is that i'm i'm uh, like asking all these questions it's like I'm asking all these questions and wanting to know more. So at least like you fucked me on that side. So that's good. Um, <laughs> so you have all so you have all this like you have all these layers for these people and for the world. Is is the world um, focusing on the fantasy side of it too? Is the world a hard magic or soft magic system? Like how does your magic system work? And and how did no you magic inside? Oh, no magic. No magic. Okay. No magic. Um, that was that was also that that was like number one for me because I love like historical fiction, but I could not find historical fantasy or fantasy that had no magic, uh, political fantasy, which is what my, the genre of my book is. I couldn't find it. It's very very hard. It's very very niche. Um, and even now, I can only like name. One, nope. I was gonna say two, but I was like, no, wait, no, that that ends up having magic later. Um, one, I can only name one off the top of my head, which is um, Midnight Maiden by Catherine Marie. I love that book. Um, and it has no magic, and it's all it's it's Game of Thrones without the magic, and I that's all I want, and I want it to be a bigger. Thing. I want more people to publish it and <laughs> it's like so, so hard to find so I really wanted to write a book because they, they you 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 always hear write what you want to read so I was just like okay mm-hmm. I'll do that because I also magic fantasy as great as the genre is my brain does not wrap around magic like like yeah. I, I I'll it has to be explained to me like I'm a kindergartner in order for me to like really get it um that or just be or just be used so much that I will have to like wrap my brain around it. Like it can't be like the oh they use this they use their magic chapters three eighteen forty five like no you you need to have them, you have to have it like consistent in almost every chapter for me to one care and then to want to understand it and my sometimes and sometimes even when i i, I am intr- in, interested in the story part i'm not interested in the magic part yeah so <laughs> long winded answer no, no man no. short short answer to that long thing no magic <laughs> okay i mean i do remember in the in in your bio it's saying you know like like game of thrones without the um without the magic or the dragons, the dragons. i but i didn't realize like I didn't realize that uh, it was fully like true on the, on the magic side of things. <laughs> I was being literal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So because so, I I, um, I didn't know if that meant like absolutely no magic or just like very little magic. But OK, so no magic. Um, so what is uh, what would you say is like the 
um because magic systems tend to be like one of the hardest things for people who write fantasy right so if that's not in your book what is the hardest thing in in your uh process then for you in this in this novel keeping everything tight information wise to the world and not going on tangents <laughs> explaining things especially um the political world building that i have I'm still trying to figure out this one aspect that is driving me crazy, but it it is a big thing that that um that drags on through book one, two, and maybe three if I write it. Um, and it's yeah, <laughs> it's it's a pain. Okay, I mean, I mean, I I get what you mean. It's uh, yeah. I know that like I I don't know if you um. Because I can't, I can't remember uh, if you've said or if uh, I don't think it was in your bio. So um, I don't know if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons or not. But um, if, if not, I just, I, I just know like it's reminding me of like D and D games and like <laughs> when I've DM'd, I'm trying to like keep track of all of the like uh, political, you know, intrigue and everything going on in the world and like what's actually true for the characters that you know what I've told them and like what do they yeah. not know and who's lying and then, but also I didn't write most of that down because I'm improving some of it half the time <laughs> um, because it's not a book and you know, that's so. another thing. I- actor to, to actor i cannot improv <laughs> so oh, okay. that's another well. thing like no this isn't for me gotcha. <laughs> give me a script i'll be happier <laughs> and um in the acting so i know that you uh you do audition in the acting industry when you're not when you're not writing um mm-hmm. and uh how much of that do you find uh helps you in your writing and um do you do you use that to your advantage in any way yeah um funny enough i didn't realize how much it helped me <laughs> until um i was i uh, i i i i i i was in the shower and then a scene popped out and i just started to like spew out my character's words in a conversation and i realized i'm acting <laughs> and, like okay so then i started to actually do that like like on the go on, not on the go but like what wow i i'm i'm writing and then to the technical acting aspect but um it, i find that it could, i could actually combine with the, the writing aspect of trying to find your character you're trying to find I'm talking afterwards now. Trying to trying to write your characters, <laughs> um, and getting their like their profile together, trying to make them uh, as real as you can. And um, I found I, I there's a scene that I, I had to write, and I had forgotten where I left off on because I stuff happens. And then so I I literally said to myself, "What was her moment before?" And then I just started cracking up and just being like let me just re reread the scene reread the scene <laughs> i'm just like okay i'm too much into my actor brain i need to get into my writer brain <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know it's it's, really it's funny that you say that you like want to get out of the actor brain because for me like that's the that's the thing that i love like uh being in 
when writing because it's like that helps me a lot with like the character side of things and the like a dialogue for me i could dialogue i could dialogue Same. for days right Same. um yeah. i love dialogue because uh yeah i i'm a talker obviously it's <laughs> here we are um but uh <laughs> yeah, but po- um, po- po- a po- podcast for a, 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 a reason <laughs> of course yes exactly um but you know uh Speaking of our characters and and um, and dialogue and and how they talk, right? Um, I know that you had uh, told me that um, you really focus on uh, some representation for stuttering, considering that you yourself have a stutter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do how do you? Um, because I've seen it, I've seen it done a couple different ways, and I've heard some thoughts about it from other writers who mm-hmm. also have a stutter and um, and their methods of including it in books. And I've heard some varying actually opinions on how to show it. Um, yeah. And so I wonder your thoughts on how do you a like visually show it in the manuscript, and then b like how do you um, help to have the reader understand it a bit more without uh, leading more toward what people expect or assume. Right. So I, 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 I have two characters who stutter in my book. One of them, I based them solely off of my own stutter because I found that um, personal experience is probably the better way to go when writing a character who stutters. In the second one, I I actually based it off of a friend that I know who stutters. Um, he stutters when he's thinking about it. <laughs> uh. When he's not thinking about it, he's pretty fluent, or at least he appears fluent. Um, um, and um, at, at least a friend I used to know. It's been years. Um, and um, I. One thing I remembered about him when we uh, were, were kids was that um, he was pretty okay, similar to, to me actually, he was pretty okay until someone called it out. It's like, hey, you're not stuttering here. You're, you're not stuttering anymore. And that would make it make his um we we call it we i don't know if if the stuttering community borrowed it from the autism community or if it's just a shared word um we mask um Mm -hmm. and we uh, our mask falls off whenever like thing whenever things happen where it makes um the stutter worse um or not worse more prevalent um and and I, I based the second character off of his where he appears fluent until like someone calls it out or um or he's thinking about it he's realizing similar to to, to, to what what i do sometimes uh, say i'm having i haven't stuttered in like forever what's going on and then my brain <laughs> just slides back like, into let me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um that but i but i i also found that that's actually normal for a stutterer to be fluent masking and not masking when they're not thinking about it because it's 
I don't know if it's a, I don't want to say anxiety because we have a very um, no, no, not no, no with anxiety because uh, the, the stereotype is that you stutter because you're nervous. You stutter because you have anxiety. You stutter because of this, that. And that's not true. <laughs> it, especially if, if you're just born with it. Um, yeah. My personal story with stuttering real quick is that um, I was born um, four months early. I didn't speak until I was four. And then I stuttered at eight. And it just oh, stayed. Wow. So, um, and it actually, I we suspect that it's actually genetic in my family. It just skips a generation because my grandfather had a stutter. My mom had a, 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 a lisp. My sister, who's 19 years older than me, had a, a lisp. And I have a stutter. And my nieces have neither. So it's just like, huh. it just skips a generation. It's just weird like that. <laughs> um, and just... Yeah, it it's just weird. And so I I also incorporate I'm I'm going to incorporate some of that in the next book, but um it's just and then how to write it. It varies because stuttering varies. Um a lot of people assume that whatever you stutter on is just the thing that you stutter. So say like you can you you don't produce H's in a what's the word um in a um in a, a quick way like a, a fluent way then yeah. that's how you always you you just only stutter on H's no 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 no, no rare. uh I stutter on H's I stutter on I's I stutter on J's me I stutter on every letter of the freaking alphabet <laughs> and it is annoying. <laughs> And, um, but also there are some people that for some reason, S's are okay with them, but W's are the worst. Huh. It just works like that. And that's their own journey with that. Um, and it just depends. It, it, st stuttering is not a monolith. And because our only representation is Porky Pig, um, the lawyer from my cousin Vinny, <laughs> and um, what's another one? Um, just those that are Por Porky Pig is interesting, and I'll get to him in a minute. But I forgot about Porky Pig until you said that. Actually, really, so, yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen Porky Pig. So. I I got an interesting story. I actually did a blog on it. Um, um, but I'll get to him in a moment. The My Cousin Vinny lawyer is the one that's most egregious because it is playing on the stereotype that nervousness um, makes a stutter, which isn't mm -hmm. true. And he could have been such good representation. He really could have. If he just stuttered when he wasn't in front of the jury. Right. And, and because they never show it and they play it off for laughs, it does diminish our one uh, our representation but also how people view us because people do assume like hey i don't know if you have a stutter but you have something i've gotten a few times um throughout my 24 years of life do you have autism do you have tourettes they just assume that because of the stutter they just assume 
Mm-hmm. Like, um, sorry to ask, but um, did did you have like um like a brain tumor at some point? That's a crazy question to just ask somebody. I feel like, <laughs> just, but okay. <laughs> one, yeah. Um, I've gotten um um not Tourette's, but it's the other one. Um, I forgot what it's called, but um that um I've gotten so many uh, all of them except do you have a stutter? And right. can I just ask why you speak that way? I've gotten I've I've gotten the cutest one from this like six-year-old girl who was kind of nervous to ask me so she asked her, her parents just like mommy why does she speak that way and she's like and her mom was just like i don't know ask her so so she was like excuse me can can i ask you something i kind of already heard her because she's she's a six-year-old girl she she doesn't whisper so i'm just like yeah sweetie what's, what's wrong and she's like can i ask why your your language is bumpy why your words and I just responded like you would to anyone who asks you that question. It's a brain thing. It's a neurological thing. I can't control it. And I was just born with it. And so it and because most people apparently above the age of six don't seem to to have the I guess the nuance or just the common sense to just ask maybe it's because they they fear that they're going to be offensive by asking me if I have a brain tumor or if I have Tourette's it's already being offensive just ask me yeah I feel like that's worse than just asking you know like right out yeah so so representation there and going back to Pookie Pig so you know who voiced um pig, right? No, I don't actually. I'm not off the top of my head anyway. So many, 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 many people will say hell blank, but he wasn't the first one. There was a man named Joe Doherty, who was an actual stutterer in the 1930s, who was hired for Porky, um, by uh for his Freeling, um, the, the one of the the directors of Looney Tunes. They kept him for about two years before they fired him because his stutter was taking up too much uh, film. Yeah. And because in the in the in the thirties, all they had was film, and film was very expensive. They found that that firing the authentic stutter to replace him with a non. Uh, uh, authentic stutterer was better for the company better for the shorts better overall and joe doherty died at the age of i want to say 70 something i'm sorry no age of 60 something in 1976 um having very little credits on his imdb the last movie he did was i want to say back to the future where he was just a background actor oh okay yeah i was i was very hard pressed to find um hard pressed that's not the word i was it was very hard to find um information about him to the point where i actually reached out to the current voice actor uh for or is one of the many uh current voice actors for porky um and, and asked him if he had known him he, he he didn't um but he did know a lot and he actually gave me the the information that uh, about the film time 
the reason why they fired him and all that is in the blog that I, I wrote uh, last year. So, yeah. That's kind of cool that you got the answer from the voice actor himself and too. Like was, I wouldn't have expected you to get an answer like that. You neither know? did I. In fact, he was quite quick. I sent it at like two twenty-five in the afternoon. It was like on like a Wednesday, and he responded to me at like two forty-five, three o'clock. And I'm just like, cool. Thank you, Mister Bergen. <laughs> Thank you, Bob Bergen. <laughs> and he's he's an amazing man. I I adore his work that's uh it's really interesting that they fired somebody like that they fired the guy who had the authentic stutter for time it took him to get the words out mm-hmm. when that is the exact thing that they're representing like you know yeah it, it's like that's the thing that porky had like yeah it's, it's just and so weird that that's the you can find at least a good chunk of um the original hit of original shorts on youtube at least clips of it and i implore you to go and watch them but watch them with the uh, 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 original audio but then watch it again with the speed down at like 76 because they still did speed up his voice Mm. and so when you when you turn turn down the speed you can hear his like literal um stutter not sped up and you can hear how much he's trying, how much he's acting, but also how much, unfortunately, he is struggling. And it, and it is heart-wrenching for a stutterer, especially a stutterer in it who, who, who is trying to get into the doors of the, 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 the acting industry. But also knowing where he, he ended up not being known. In fact, I feel like being pushed out of the limelight in the the Mary Melodies uh, history because Mel Mel I was about to say Mel Brooks Mel Blank <laughs> was such a huge voice actor and I tried to find information and it seemed like Mel I I I I, I, I uh, either Mel Blank knew him and just didn't think to acknowledge him or he didn't know him and that was that but it's interesting. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate too uh, to know like that's what happened. But um, you know, this it's really also unfortunate. This sort of thing kind of happens a lot, right? Yeah. Like if you're if you're making it harder for them to make money in a lot of ways, like that's you might yeah. end up not being there anymore, right? Um, yeah. And and as far as like the representation on the page for stuttering. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people write it with just, you know, the a lot of times it is like the first letter of the sentence or whatever, and then mm-hmm. dash, first letter dash, and then the rest okay. of it. And it's like there's no more stuttering in the whole rest of the sentence. Or yeah. and that's even, a stereotype. But, but go ahead. Right. I figured as much. And and one of the things too that I've also heard um that I didn't really think I you know, I I guess I didn't I don't write it, I haven't written any um any stuttering in my book, which, uh, and I guess it's because I don't, the only time I have ever written anything that would be a stutter, right. Would be like when you more of a stumbling over words, not stuttering. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think that sometimes gets confused. Makes me so angry. Which yeah, Right. (laughs) Right. And so, um, like, cause I, I mean, I'll, I'll like, 
right now, right? Like yeah. I just repeated a couple words at the same time, but like mm -hmm. I'm, you know, that might by maybe by definition, sort of things like that might be called stuttering. Stutter, yeah. Right. It's, but like yeah. it's not, it's not the same as me saying I have a stutter. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and so I think that's a problem that we do see also, right? And then sometimes people are writing stutters in thoughts. Oh my God. Which okay, yes. I figured that would get you. And so I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that because I've heard people, a lot of people for yeah. the love that is James Earl Jones. We do not, <laughs> we do not stutter when we think. <laughs> we don't stutter when we don't stutter when we think. We can stutter when we sing because <laughs> I, I do it. Just ask my, my, my sing, singing coach. I stutter when I sing. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, let me calm down. <laughs> okay. First. Um yes. So writing it out, we stutter in the middle of words. Breath just doesn't sustain the word. Or our brain likes to flick on flick on the stuttering switch and just likes to play. Um <laughs> and that's is is something I very much um wanted to aim at and get the point across that stuttering isn't just stumbling over words. And right. there is a difference. <laughs> and um and it is it is a huge thing too when diagnosing stuttering because especially when you are a kid, because kids, they don't know how to speak. <laughs> kids just don't know how to speak. So, and that's why usually stuttering the diagnoses, diagnoses, I think anyway, um, the study might have been updated since I've last seen it, but they do um, um, diagnose and or test children who may have a stutter at like six or seven or eight. So they can see the progression of, okay, is this kid just 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 um just learning how to speak it, words like like actually like um enunciating their words or 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 do they have a stutter or do they have something else yeah. and um people don't know that we grow out of that when we have a stutter and it's just a stutter <laughs> it's i i've also Side note, because I am black, <laughs> people do assume I'm just not intelligent <laughs> because they oh, have that weird. visual bias. Yeah. And also, so that's, that's another like thing to look out for. That's problematic, I feel like. Yeah, that's a big problem. That's to look out for. In itself. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. And um, trying to remember what you said. Um, yes, there is a difference between stumbling over words and stuttering. I'm doing a whole... Because I, before, I, I, I always, I, I actually, I didn't have my first, um, the first character that I have that stutters on, on the page. I didn't have her stutter originally. So I went back and uh, fixed that. The second one always had a stutter. Um, but I did have Ramona st stumbling over her words, but it looking identical to stuttering. So I had to like go back and reform stuff. And, um, um, I, um, someone I knew, um, actually, um, 
um, was interested in the reason why, um, because they thought it was the same. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it is not. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, when you, well, uh, actually two questions, I guess on this one, um, <laughs> one popped into my head on the acting side of things that I think I, I've just wondered, like if it would help or if it, uh, if you've ever done this, like, have you ever gone back? since you said you went back to like add in the stuttering, did you ever read out the dialogue that she had and see naturally where you happened to have your, like where your stutter sort of like kicked in and then like try to translate to that, to that, that to is the page? exactly what I did. That is exactly what I did. Okay, cool. Cause <laughs> I knew that one, um, because, because his character that stutters the first, um, the first character who stutters on the page, um, comes before the second character that stutters i wanted them to have a differentiation mm -hmm. is that how you pronounce that word anyway um um and because people do assume that stuttering only sounds one way i wanted to break that um that stereotype that um thing in the back of your head that's like wait i thought uh you thought wrong so i i wanted to make a point to that um and and also, um, this character that stutters uh, on the on the front on the page first. Um, there, there was a time where I had her block is where um, we. Um, it kind of looks like our mouth is frozen, and it's because our words are frozen. And so I had her block for a really long time, but I. I just knew that like what what was in my head and if it was a movie it would work perfectly but on the screen it just on the screen on the page it just didn't work so yeah. um I had to cut that down a bit but I really wanted that uh because I, I there is there can be an awkwardness when you're in front of someone who who has a stutter and you your brain doesn't quite connect that they're stuttering and so it just looks like their 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 whole face had just um um uh, uh, um um what's the thing called with the 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 circles on them? oh it's like it's like a uh, buffering <laughs> the, mm, the buffering yeah. Loading. yeah yeah it, yeah, it, it yeah. Just looks like <laughs> it just looks like their face buffered and i i have uh, instances in that too where um her jaw clenches mid word and so she has to re she forces herself to restart um not not from the beginning but like from the sentence that she uh she uh blocked on and yeah. so um it, that was a real huge point for me and i and that was and actually doing that um was really i don't want to say cathartic because even though i do have um some um troubles with my stutter i don't want to say it. it was like a relieving thing it it was more like an insight of character for her and me being like okay if i'm doing this for a character i can do it for actual characters that i play later mm -hmm. on and la later on um if i hopefully i'll get to do those <laughs> actually i did one uh back in november i had one line and i stuttered every night <laughs> but i did it properly <laughs> hey all right <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that's interesting to note too, because I, I can understand that showing it is difficult, right? Because there is so many, there's only so many ways you can show uh, a gap in time, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of somebody talking. And especially when you don't want it to look the same as a pause mm-hmm. or or at least read the same as a pause. Are you, do you utilize the descriptions or the tags um, to help you kind of get that across more to the readers or um, do you help like sort of front load that information by giving a bigger description in the beginning and then just like helping like making sure they just like basically letting them just assume that it's the same way later or mm-hmm. the way the way I introduce it is that she stutters and then using film terms the camera pans on Ramona and she's reacting she's like oh you have a stutter cool all right cool so it it's it's much more it's not um she doesn't have any judgment from um t- towards her even though the character in the scene has a lot of judgment towards Ramona <laughs> that's a that's a story thing but um um I I found that relaying it on the page and then and then clarifying what's happening with reaction is the better way to go about it mm-hmm. because it can be construed as this person is having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. What is this person doing? <laughs> so it, it, oh, and I've 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 also gotten that question too. Are you okay? Are, are, do, 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 did you have a stroke recently? I've gotten that too. Um, Jeez, people just ask the craziest questions. I didn't realize that people would do that, but that's people don't realize what they're what we we we, we get the whole. Did you think before you talk? I want to say that to them all the time. <laughs> whenever that happens it doesn't happen a lot but when it does happen it but anyway yeah real quick you definitely remember when they ask those things right like that also real quick i was uh i i i i was a a host um at a restaurant i won't say what restaurant um but um i started um, asking um, um, um how many for a table and the guy leans in and goes are you afraid of me it's like no sir no but i am no but i am pretty annoyed don't do that people don't do that so um yeah people i also don't have reactions like that in my uh, um things like that in my book that's like a no-no for me like no no um but yeah uh, plenty of prejudice just you you don't let it get to the stuttering right (laughs) you keep that to the plenty of other things yeah Yeah. um uh, and and speaking of uh prejudice and and um sort of like the bigotry and other sort of ideology in your book right um Mm -hmm. of some of the characters i i know too that um representation for for stuttering is one thing that you are 
very um, focused on, but also on the on the BIPOC representation side of things too. Mm-hmm. And and can you speak about about that? And like, how do you how are you uh, ensuring you have um, good representation? And in what characters? And how are you sort of like subverting stereotypes there? And um, and, and like what? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of questions um, in one. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, they, they all relate. Um, I'm not so breaking any any modes with experiences from a BIPOC standpoint. Because racism and the races that are in our world don't exist in mine, uh, in the world that I created. Um, I said in a post once that they may look a certain way, but their culture isn't that. So I have I have multiple um, black characters. I have um, okay, black looking characters indian looking characters asian looking characters white looking characters hispanic um hispanic looking characters mixed race characters but the cultures that we contribute to people that look like that aren't in my book they're actually a different whole culture set it's it's a whole thing but um but i did take as, as I said at the top of uh, the podcast, I did take what African-American um, people and African people who uh, were cattled here um, to a point, um, to uh, experience to a point. Um, and I wanted to give my ancestors and people, people, other ancestors, a chance of liberality, liberality, liberal, no, liberty, there we go, liberty, (laughs) but also a chance to, to, to see where, if we did, how human, um, how the human nature works of greed and corruption could steer that, um, what do you do now? that you have pa- mm-hmm. pa- 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 power and what will the generations after you do, will they continue to keep it? Will they destroy it? And, and what happens then? And, um, and so I really only, uh, there, there has been a huge push for a uh, BIPOC re- re- representation, but just representation doesn't, I feel doesn't have to necessarily just be uh, the hate you give or uh, the gilded ones or um, uh, 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 children of blood and bone. It doesn't have to necessarily look like that. It could just be, Hey, this black looking character is in, is, is, is in a, is in a fantasy and they didn't die three chapters in. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. Like, like, yay. They live to the end. Great. It, and, and it's, and also I made a point to where majority of my cast is BIPOC. There are only two maybe three 
on-page white characters. The rest of them are um, are black-looking, indigenous-looking, um, 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 American indigenous-looking, um, and uh, and Asian-looking, and all that. And I made a point to do that because people have been so disappointed with just the lack of BIPOC, yeah. rep- just facial representation, and and um, it, it, and I'm. We okay, um, and I am not. I can tell you, for one, I am not. I don't write, and I don't think I ever will write. Just strict. Um, I don't want to call it this, but it's like racial. You you can bleep this if you want, but racial. I'm right. not writing that. And I steer away from that. It's it's it is. I actually watched a, 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 a American fiction recently. Uh, did, did you see that movie? It's uh, with a uh, Jeffrey Wright. It's like the his newest movie. Jeffrey. Oh, it's, Wright if it's newer, that. if it's newer, yeah. I have not seen this. Okay, yet. it's really good. You should watch it. Um, and they it's it's about it's a whole movie about how um how um racial stereotypes is 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 um is like popcorn fiction i've seen the other... trailer for this yes yes okay. yes okay yeah. i need yeah. yes i do want to see that movie yes, yeah it's very good and i wanted and i want to do the opposite for fantasy because i can already see this like road where you can only show African American people in a fantasy if they're a part of a tribe. You can only show African American characters or African characters if they are part of this magic system that derives off of um, off of a a, a native ma- 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 magic system. Which fine if you want to write that. Fine if you want to read that. That's all good. Whatever. I want something else. <laughs> And I'm striving to write that. Okay. I mean, that's, that, that makes sense. I, I, cause I've heard there's a lot of, I don't know if you're in the video game community as well. Like if you really. play a lot of games and stuff and follow that, but there's also a lot of, um, in an RPG that had just come out recently, a fantasy RPG game. Um, there were, there's like this whole thing about people are always like, oh my gosh, those tieflings, right? Like they're like, uh, everybody hates tiefling. And it's always, always a negative experience for, um, that race. If, when they ever, they, uh, interact with people in the world and they're always talking down about them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, and then people are like, sort of uh drawing parallels right and they're and they're saying it's it's unfortunate that this is like how i have to see any sort of like even close sort of representation um given it's fantasy of course but still like it's it's obvious that it's there and that's still how it's got to be right um yeah and and the same i i mean i see exactly what you're saying because when you named off the books that you named earlier when you said i don't want it to be this and or that or that like one mm-hmm. of at least one of those books i had thought of at, at the same time as you were listing them off i was like oh i bet mm-hmm. one of them is this right mm-hmm. um, so like yeah 
Yeah. And, and that shouldn't and, be the case, right? Like I shouldn't be right. able to like guess one of the three, there shouldn't just be like those three books. And I'm like, Oh, got one of them. Right. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It, and, and, and I'm not, I hate this phrase so much, but it's the only one that's going to my mind. I'm not yucking on people's yum. I hate oh, saying yeah. that. I, I hate that phrase, but I, I, I can't think of another yeah. one. I can't think of another one right now, but, uh, go ahead if that's your if that's if that's if that's your your um your not always say popcorn because i don't want to offend people but like if, if if that's what you love love it go ahead i'm not the audience but also can't find a book that i'm the audience for <laughs> so i'm like right. i might as i have to write it and and that's what you're doing right so yeah. i'm yeah. and um, and before, before we sort of wrap up, I, I didn't ask you about your writing process really. Um, so I, I am curious to know about like, how do you get into your writing process? What is it like? And, um, and is there any sort of like writing ritual or routine that you do that, uh, helps you to, uh, get into that creative mindset? Nope. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I write what I can and I always have some type of m- m- music whether that's like ethereal music or pirate music even though i don't have any pirates in my 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 story it just fits um or it's um and 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 andrea but or it's a damask whatever again or if it's like it, it's some music behind me in in my ears just going um and i always have um dis- uh, I, 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 I i always have um uh, these uh what 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 websites up um describing facial expressions from uh kathy steinman that's one of um the websites i have up and this mm-hmm. um, describing voice tone from this like Star Trek forum that someone made. It's it's a really in intent in 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 depth um, list. I'm just not a Star Trekky, so I I don't know why it's on the Star Trek <laughs> forum, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> a Trekky. That's that's what it's called. I'm I'm not one, but it's it's on the website, so I'll I'll, I'll use it whatever. And um. Actually, the third one I don't use anymore. So just two, two. I write on Google Docs and pray it keeps every time. Even though, it, even though it saves, I don't have internet, so I'm always praying that it, like it saved on 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 it, it all caps it it 99.8 percent it 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 has kept there has been like that like one two percent that like darn it i have to rewrite that whole paragraph and a half <laughs> oh, okay i mean at yeah. least it's that yeah 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 it's it, i've never actually lost like a whole scene like some people have with like scrivener or or word it's like no I, I, it's very very rare yeah i use i use scrivener and and uh but i also use OneDrive as well and i try to like copy stuff over and i download pdf copies of stuff at, at pivot points you know i'm like okay right. this is chapters one through five um just in case <laughs> something happens at least i have them um yeah. and i send them as an email to myself and others just to like double down on that in case my computer dies you know like I, you never yeah. you never know yeah uh, 
Um, and, and would you say that you're more of a, a, like a pantser or a plotter or sort of in between? I was a pantser. I tried to be a plotter, but my brain is too everywhere for that. So I'm a planter. <laughs> I, 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 pull, I try to, my, my CP, Megan will argue that I'm a full on plotter, but I'm not. I, I, I am a, a planter to the end. I plot at least 85% and then I pants out the rest <laughs> or, 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 or at least get to like, so get to like, um, some, um, bullet points of like re- realistic plot points that I can like right off the top of my, my head and then like work the way through work, work it all through while, while drafting. Okay. I mean, that's exactly how I uh, would ex- explain, you know, what I, I always say plants are as well. Um, I, always, I like to build the fence and then meander very feverishly through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. well, that, that brings me down to uh, one of the final questions I have usually for people. And that's if, if you had, um, you know, what, what is your big piece of advice for any um, author listening? Um, like what is, what is one thing if you had heard this or, or one thing that you've learned that you would like to share to our listeners? I mean, in general, don't be an ass. Um, <laughs> in general, but for, 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 for writing, um, go with your gut. <laughs> I'm learning to do that. Um, it's very hard because I, I second guess myself all the time. <laughs> I think it's done from, if I'm not being good at 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 math, and then and then me thinking that 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 the answer is right, and then someone goes, "Are you sure that's that equals seven? No, not anymore. So, um, um, and look into acting. Actually, when you're writing, um, you don't have to take any like actual acting acting classes, but like. I mean, do it if you like, but, um, but like watch a YouTube video on acting, watch, um, act, act, act actors on actors just to watch people. Cause I don't know if you can agree to this lane, but actors are pretty truthful people. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're lying, we're speaking to, 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 to telling the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And uh, I found, found i found found i have an accent now sorry i found (laughs) that um um getting characters right is just being a human failing (laughs) at everything and that's how you get a character right because humans fail all the time like we're not perfect and neither should your characters. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> and um and if people want to know more about you or or follow you along this journey as you're as you're working on finishing the Lost Phoenix, where can they find more about you? On um my Instagram, Julia Goodwin Writer. Um Julia underscore Goodwin underscore 
writer. Um, I also have a blog, uh, Juliana Goodwin. You can find it at my link in my bio. It's a blogger. Um, and yeah, I don't have a website yet. So yeah, <laughs> I don't have a working Perfect. website anyway yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you do, uh, you know, make sure to send that my way and I can always add that to the, uh, to the notes section as well. I'll put all of that information in the, uh, episode, um, notes but uh julia it's been a pleasure to talk to you get to know you and, and learn a little bit more about your uh writing process and and world of your book i i look forward to the lost phoenix and uh i i appreciate you being on the show thanks thanks for having me
Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been another episode of Indie No, a podcast hosted by me, Lane Northcutt, author and creative. I hope you enjoyed today's guest and that you went away from this episode feeling a little bit more Indie No.